With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are here on SportsGrid on a Tuesday morning, and this is the early line. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wright side as we get set to uncover all the madness that March delivers, and seemingly the March Madness really is a way to describe the NFL these days more than anything. DRS, how you feeling here on a Tuesday morning? Feel good today on a Tuesday. We do have a lot of NFL news to get to as we sit in that little void between the round of 32 as we wait for the Sweet 16 anticipation for Thursday and Friday's card is high. But you're right, Kevin. The NFL doing damage here in March, and I'm all here for it. Let's begin the 7-7 and top headlines with the Indianapolis Colts finding their new quarterback. Moved on from Carson Wentz. Had to fill a void, and it ends up being the Falcons' longtime quarterback, Matt Ryan. They moved on from a 2022 third-rounder to secure this deal. Yeah, it's better than nothing, and I guess that's the best I can say for the Indianapolis Colts right now, who moved on from Carson Wentz and seemingly didn't really have a backup plan and stumbled into Matt Ryan, had to give up a third-round pick to get him and then probably pay him about $25, 26000000 million this year. I don't know how much it helps them, but I have to say it's better than nothing, which means it's better than a rookie or a second-year quarterback. So maybe the Colts worked it out. We'll see how it plays out, but enthusiastic on a Tuesday morning about mm-hmm. this, Kevin? Nope, not me. Yeah, I mean, look, let's let's be more specific. It's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, whose trade value has been absolutely yeah. sunk due to the fact that he's injured again and there aren't as uh, many job openings, perhaps, as people thought. Or maybe there's a ton of job openings and he's just not that good. Some other dominoes fall. The Falcons want to compete. They also didn't call Jimmy Garoppolo as they signed Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal just under $20 million. Got to tell you, Kevin, I'd have been more excited if the Indianapolis Colts signed Marcus Mariota as their starting quarterback as opposed to trading for Matt Ryan. At least give me a little bit of upside here, but a decent move for the Falcons who are just, I guess Mariota's a placeholder for the, I don't want to say the next regime because they have a brand new head coach and you know GM at mm-hmm. this point. But now as you look towards the Falcons, What's the best they can do? Five, six wins next year? Exciting times for Atlanta Falcons fans? Probably not. Everybody feeling like they have their eye towards next year's quarterback class, which, of course, will be headlined uh, by Bryce Young and Caleb Stroud and 
Uh, we'll see if that ultimately pans out for these teams. The uh, Falcons also could have taken a look at Baker Mayfield. They did not. A lot of questions around Baker and Garoppolo. We'll look to answer those throughout our show today. And we know, again, the Saints not an option for them is, of course, I'm sure they just handed Taysom Hill another fresh $5 million this morning. But, of course, they've also brought back Jameis, Will, Will, uh, Jameis excuse me, Winston, Donnie, on a two-year $28 million deal. Yeah, good deal. I mean, I like Jameis Winston down there for the Saints. A shame he got hurt last year because he's probably looking at a much bigger deal this year because he was playing good football for the Saints and had them on a trajectory to making the playoffs before his injury. So mm-hmm. good for the Saints to bring him back. Some continuity there, knows the playbook. He should fit in when he comes back from the knee injury. I think the Saints will be very interesting to break down. And, of course, again, we'll have plenty of time to do this. But you talk about a team that was on their way towards the playoffs, but it didn't feel like it was because of Jameis. But he was certainly better than Trevor Simeon, who had to fill in for a good stretch there. Making their transition over to the NBA, LeBron returned to Cleveland. And that almost automatically means it will be a big night. 38 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds. Yep, you guessed it. Year 19, still doing it, but this time it came with a win. The Lakers go to Cleveland and win this one, 131 to 120, as the radio audience enters the fold with us here on a Tuesday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side, the Los Angeles Lakers get a surprising victory here in Cleveland. Yeah, not surprising for LeBron. Seems like each and every time he goes back to Cleveland or plays Cleveland, certainly has a very good record. So it didn't surprise me all that much. And also, when we talk about, hey, hang those LeBron James numbers in the low 30s, high 20s, you should be taking them each and every night as he's trying to chase down a scoring title. But the Lakers' seemingly only option on offense is LeBron James. His usage rate was high, and they dropped, what, a buck 31 in that game? Good win for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, Ross had a, was a plus 23 in the game. Give Westbrook some credit. Last night on the FanDuel Sportsbook, there was a uh, odds boost for 30-plus. LeBron got the job done, gave you 38, and so did Kevin Durant, the other portion of that, with 37 in a 114-106 to victory over the Utah Jazz. Well, I hope he is comfortable doing that, Donnie, because we got a ridiculous update around Ben Simmons that he has a herniated disc, and I don't know if this guy's going to play this year. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one because we I guess we didn't see this coming on the trade from Ben Simmons. feel like he would just pop up off the couch in his Xbox and get right on the court and say, hey, here I am. I'm going to be an all-pro defender, and mm-hmm. I'll help you guys on the wing. And he looks a lot longer away from returning than a lot closer away at this point, which is kind of interesting to me. But we do have a question later on how much if he does play this year. Mm-hmm. And I got an interesting turn on that one as well. Ah, we'll break that down, uh, certainly, Mm. when we get there. Some other injury news in the NBA. Lillard, done for the year. Zion, seemingly done for the season as well. A couple of stars not expected to come back to the court. Two teams that are close, and certainly one in the Pelicans that are in right now, the Western Conference play-in. Lastly, Donnie, the Sixers' biggest win since acquiring James Harden comes without James Harden and Joel Embiid. Philly wins 113-106 versus the Miami Heat. Yeah, I'm sure that blew up a lot of parlays last night. Easy money on the heat, wasn't it? Not so fast. There's still professionals on the other side as well. May get that early heat. Minus two, closes minus eight, and it absolutely means nothing. NFL headlines next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Back here on a Tuesday, a ton of movement in the NFL. This has been the theme of this offseason. The Atlanta Falcons were deep into talks to acquire Deshaun Watson. And somewhere along the way, the future of Matt Ryan in Atlanta became in question and went far beyond whether or not they would land Deshaun Watson. Because they did not land Watson Matt Ryan is not in Atlanta. A deal with the Indianapolis Colts, who needed a quarterback after they moved on from Carson Wentz, comes in where Matt Ryan is now their new quarterback. They sent out a third-round selection. DRS, your initial reaction to this news? Better than nothing, and that's what I'll continue to say. So Matt Ryan goes to the Colts, and I know a lot of national media guys, social media, oh, man. What a perfect fit. And maybe so, because I guess if you said if Matt Ryan, Kevin, was going to move on from an NFL franchise being the Atlanta Falcons who play in a dome, you got to get him some weapons. You got to get him a good offensive line and a great running game. The Colts are a perfect fit. But even though they are a perfect fit together, it just leaves a lot of stuff up in the air. Like there was even some tweets going around saying, hey, look, this moves them into a chance to get, you know, to be the seventh best team in the AFC. So if I'm looking from a Colts perspective here, which is basically the only way to look at it because Atlanta Falcons are going to be bad with Matt Ryan with, or excuse me, with or without, they still would be bad next year. So you move on, you get that big dead cap hit. And I do think he can be a functional quarterback because it's better than let's just say taking a flyer on a late round draft pick, drafting a rookie quarterback. But even as I say that, I would have rather Kevin for the Colts to draft a rookie quarterback this year. But why can't they? Because they don't have a first round draft pick because they gave it up to the Philadelphia Eagles for taking on Carson Wentz and then moving him after one year. And that's what you wind up with. So you can't just hit the reset button. And we would have liked to have seen them, right? The Colts go after Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, maybe try to land one of those guys because they would have been a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And that's what I think for the Colts here. The Colts, to me, are an above-average quarterback away from being a legitimate Super Bowl champion. And I don't think they did that here. So if the goal was just to get Matt Ryan and stay competitive, I don't understand the point here. I would have much rather them actually went with a rookie quarterback and bottomed out with five or six wins to rebuild their draft capital than maybe be the seventh seed in the AFC and a very tough AFC at that. Mm. They made a move. 
there'll be a good football team, but that's about it. But the problem for me is them being a good football team has nothing to do with Matt Ryan. Again, last year we thought they were a good football team. In fact, there were moments where they looked like a great football team. They looked like the most dangerous team in the AFC. A two-week meltdown over the final two weeks of the regular season, and they made the decision that they needed to move on from Carson Wentz. And it was a decision that I at the time understood because it seemed to be a team that was not going to settle, a team that was going to make sure that they upgraded the quarterback position until they were ready to compete for a Super Bowl. And they didn't do that. They did not do that. Matt Ryan is at best as good as Carson Wentz. He was not better than Carson Wentz last year. Matt Ryan, who was only getting older over his final nine weeks of the season, threw five touchdown passes, did not throw multiple touchdown passes in any of those games. He had more picks in that nine-week window than he actually threw touchdowns. Carson Wentz, at the end of the day, it felt like to me was doing what was asked of him. I still have higher expectations for Wentz in Washington than Ryan at Atlanta. But again, remove those two quarterbacks for just a minute. The Indianapolis Colts are currently tied for eighth. Eighth to win the AFC at 13-1. to one. Where was this team on Russell Wilson? How could they have possibly not made a more compelling offer uh, that Frank Reich is better than Nathaniel Hackett, that that offensive line means enough that that defense is ready to do their part? How did they not get Aaron Rodgers to consider Indianapolis when you consider that this was news that was broken by Pat McAfee, who breaks two stories, cult stories and Rodgers stories, and instead decided to go to Green Bay to throw the football to Alan Lazard and MVS. It is unimaginable to me that we sit here and people continue to heap praise on Chris Ballard. But as you said, Donnie, they don't have a first round pick because of the nightmare Wentz deal. And now they're sat here with Matt Ryan and everybody's best thing that they can say is it seemed like the best option. Yeah. And, and that's, I think what we're down to at this point, because I do think going into this off season, the Colts, or at least the Colts owner had an idea that he was not bringing back Carson Wentz, even if it made football sense to bring him back. So if you send your organization, your front office, your GM and your coach, and you sit them down and say, yeah, I don't care what happens here. Carson Wentz is not going to be a quarterback. Well, Hey, uh, Mr. Ursay, that's going to give up all our leverage here. And we actually had a plan to, you know, move on from Carson Wentz after the following season if it didn't work out this year. Yeah, I don't want him anymore, so make what you do. So they get rid of Carson Wentz, send him over to the Washington Commanders, and then you say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember that? The minute Carson Wentz moved on, it was almost like a party in social media and from the beat writers. And, oh, man, Jimmy Garoppolo, perfect fit, man. They're, they're going to make this happen. Uh, they'll work out draft compensation, but that's the perfect fit. I don't even think I even heard their name come up in any smoke at this point with Jimmy Garoppolo. So it's almost like this was a backup option where maybe they just picked up the phone, being the Colts, Kevin, and called every single team in the NFL and said, will you give us a starting quarterback? Would you give us a starting quarterback? And finally, Atlanta Falcons said, you know what? We're not going anywhere, and it's time to move on from Matt Ryan. At least we'll get some draft compensation, which turns out only to be a third-round third round pick. Now, keep in mind on this as well. The people out there that love this move for the, for the, uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, okay, I see it. But let's also keep in mind, 
if the quarterback was so good, A, he would never leave out of Atlanta where Matt Ryan has been there his entire career, has won an MVP and is an institution down there. And next, you're only a third-round pick? You gave up just a third-round pick to get this starting quarterback. So technically, how good could he be? Because the one issue you have in today's NFL, it is a passing league. Matt Ryan is thrown for a lot of yards in his career. But at the same time, he doesn't have Julio Jones. The reason why I bring up Julio Jones is, well, he's always injured. I get that. But Matt Ryan's best years were, let me drop back, throw a punt in the air to Julio Jones, who would either catch the football or get interfered with, and that was a big play for them. He no longer even has that play in his arsenal because his arm strength is deteriorating. Now, at least he's not going outdoors somewhere in the Northeast with swirling winds where that would be a problem. He is going to Indianapolis. He is going to play in the AFC South. There's, you know, there's other domes and better weather conditions that he's going to run into, which is good. It's going to be helpful for his career. I do think there'll be a good football team. There'll be a playoff-worthy team, which means in weeks 14, 15, 16 and 17 they'll be in it to make the playoffs but the AFC is so stacked at this point when I look at this move and go I would have just been better off going on a flyer with somebody else for one year and moving on or just drafting a quarterback because winning nine games next year for the Colts doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever the Colts right now biggest thing is they are co-favorites with the Titans at plus 120 to win the AFC South. It feels right now like the perception around this division is that it will be a one-team division. Well, that's bad for the Colts because while everybody right now feels very down on the Tennessee Titans, and I guess it is because they did not actually go out there and win a playoff game, they were the one seed with maybe their best player and Derrick Henry missing a good chunk of of the season and that team while they were eliminated in what felt like very poor fashion to Cincinnati that Cincinnati team went on and beat the Chiefs the next week the Colts do not warrant being the same number as Tennessee hang the postseason odds now because I am ready to bet the Colts to miss the playoffs because the Colts are not a guarantee to make the postseason. The rest of the AFC remains loaded. The Titans are better than them. And I am saying this again. I always have a chance if I have the best quarterback in the division, and that is certainly not Matt Ryan, but nor is it Ryan Tannehill, and that's Trevor Lawrence, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a lot of fallout from this move around the league. We'll continue to break it down right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Back right here on Sports Grid. Taking a look at the movement around the quarterback position. And before we hit the NFC side, because there's some, certainly some fallout with, obviously, when Watson became finalized, but now this Matt Ryan deal as well. Before we do that, though, let's take a step back and look at the AFC South, or rather, excuse me, the AFC as a whole, and where this postseason picture sits. You look just through the conference championship odds. The Bills and the Chiefs are your top two choices. Then starts to pile in the rest of the AFC West with the Chargers and the Broncos. The Browns and the Ravens round out a top six with Cincinnati as your seventh team, the defending champions in the AFC, what would be technically a last playoff spot, but it doesn't include an AFC South teams. Colts and Titans rock in, though, in that co-8 spot there. When you look right now, Donnie, at a postseason picture slash kind of what the odds from the AFC tell us, what jumps out to you? I got to tell you here, like, because again, we're making moves in the NFL because you think your team can win and it's going to help your team win. So getting Matt Ryan, forget about Carson Wentz. Adding Matt Ryan does make the Colts a better team as compared to what they had on their roster. So I do agree with that. But if we're looking at making the playoffs and making a deep run, you can go no further than just look at 2021, Kevin, from last year. Let's look at the top seven teams that made the AFC playoffs last year. Titans, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Raiders, Patriots, and Steelers. So of those seven, you probably look and say, Titans are playoff caliber. Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Raiders, Patriots, and maybe the Steelers now take a step back. But I think we can argue where Pittsburgh Steelers are talented. Mr. Trubisky is not a great quarterback by any stretch, but he can't be any worse than Ben Roethlisberger. But let's just say they drop out. Kevin, of the playoffs, and we'll say, okay, who's going to move into that spot? Because as we know, the Colts just missed the playoffs. But look at the teams and look at the additions of the teams that missed the playoffs. Colts, Mm -hmm. obviously, they get Matt Ryan. We'll see if that makes them, you know, marginally better here to get maybe a top seven seed. But then you have the Miami Dolphins. They expect to be better this year. Then you have the Chargers. Brand, you know, Brandon Staley, we'll see how he moves forward as a coach, but you had saw the additions that they made at defensive end in their secondary. Now, Justin Herbert, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Then you have the Cleveland Browns, who, let's just say Deshaun Watson, only misses four games. Let's just play devil's advocate there and keep it at that, where they still have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens with a healthy Lamar Jackson. That's a playoff team here. The Denver Broncos have finished 7-10 and 10 and now have Russell Wilson. Jets, Texans, Jaguars, we'll see what happens. But look at how many teams that are technically behind the Colts in the standings last year, who I believe had a better chance now to make the playoffs. So from a Colts perspective, and we just looked at the Tennessee Titans on the FanDuel Sportsbook, both of those teams being the Titans and also the Colts at a plus 120 price to win the AFC South. That's a one-bid league. Like, as we talk about March Madness, you better win that division if you expect to get into the playoffs. So let me just say the Titans, who I think are still a better team than the Colts overall, win that division. I don't see the Colts getting in. So the point of bringing Matt Ryan over to be and play for the Colts, I'm not so sure. And then we're talking about maybe a two-year deal where maybe he can do it again next year. The AFC right now, Kevin, is not going anywhere over the next two to three years with the great quarterbacks that they've either A, brought over or still have in their ranks. It's going to be a tough season for the Colts, and maybe the brunt of it is going to come down on Matt Ryan unless he reverts back to his MVP ways of about five or six years ago. It's a great breakdown by you, and it's why, for me, the Matt Ryan move is not a good one. Because I need a higher ceiling if I'm going to be competitive in the AFC. The belief around that offensive line, Jonathan Taylor, Frank Reich, the defensive side of the ball, 
is that they provide you a high floor. I need a higher ceiling at the quarterback position. And Carson Wentz has a higher ceiling. And you know who does too? Baker Mayfield. You could sell me that Baker's drop-off last year is more injury-related than some folks, and maybe even myself, care to admit. That is my problem here with the Matt Ryan move. It doesn't give you the ceiling to compete at the highest level, and the Colts have tried to be about competing at the highest level. I think Baker Mayfield would have made more sense. And I, Now, to be fair, we've heard maybe some idea that the Browns want a first-round pick for Baker Mayfield. I mean, you want to talk about having absolutely no self-awareness if you're the Cleveland Browns. I mean, you will be lucky to get back whatever you get back from Baker Mayfield. They, they, you quite literally cannot have that man in that locker room as you try and do whatever it is that you know you go out there this season. You sign Jacoby Brissett. You everybody knows Baker isn't going to be on your roster, and that's what it is. Inside hour number two. We will unpack what's next for Baker, Garoppolo, and the impact this has on the quarterbacks in this coming draft class. But I do want to talk about the two moves Donnie made by the other teams in the NFC South right now, the Saints and the Panthers. You know, on one level, as the Saints bring back James Winston and the Atlanta Falcons, who are now 17-1 to to win the NFC South with Marcus Mariota, I can't help but just look at the Bucks and their minus 320 price. And if my uh, cutesy cash out on their divisional uh, odds that at the time of betting them were plus 135 as the Brady news was breaking, uh, perhaps was a mistake. But listen, things can get wild. I think the bigger uh, notion here, though, Donnie, really is the Falcons number. With Marcus Mariota, somehow that is such a downgrade for Matt Ryan that the Falcons are now one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, and and also the reason being for that is not so much that you know Marcus Mariota possibly could be an upgrade for Matt Ryan, and I I don't know if it is or not, but it certainly doesn't make any difference here. It's the fact that the white flag has been raised in Atlanta for this year. All that dead money. Hey, Marcus, we we still need to be a competent football team. We don't want to be embarrassing. Why don't you come be our starting quarterback, make some good money here? Maybe if it works out and you're still playing with good football, we might be able to sign you into the future. But worst case scenario, we send you off to another team at this point because there's one thing that you do know if you're looking for the Atlanta Falcons Arthur Blank the owner you know they're not going to come out and say hey no we really expect to compete this year they're telling you they're not and that's okay because every once in a while you do need a reset from a franchise quarterback rebuild your football team stack some assets here get bad and maybe draft your future quarterback in the next draft or two and that's what's going to take place and that's why you see a 17 to 1 price Carolina Panthers 10 to 1 in that division the Saints 5 to 1 bringing back Jameis Winston it would have been very interesting if we would have seen Deshaun Watson go to the New Orleans Saints and then you would have said to yourself like okay maybe you have a running mate here to try to take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but also to your point you know cashing out on that option putting a profit in your, your pocket is never a bad thing because unless we had a crystal ball that see like everything would fall apart because I think you would be pretty happy if Deshaun Watson had gone to the New Orleans Saints Michael Thomas comes back say, hey I already put a profit in my pocket here, no matter what happens here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the fact now, they're so far and away the best team in this division. It's almost like the yeah. Saints, still a good organization, still a good defense, good offense, and we'll see if Jamie Swinson comes back. But this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers division to win fairly easily and on their way to, or at least a pathway, to another Super Bowl win. The gap between the Bucs and the rest of this division feels so big that yeah. if Brady were to suffer injury for a month or so, they'd probably be able to fill it in and they'd be just fine. 
that's the way this division feels right now. And I think Marcus Mariota will be somewhat exciting in Atlanta. I don't know how good it'll be because, as Donnie said, I don't know how good they really intend to be. But, uh, look, they're not better than they were yesterday, but they're, to me, still about the same. But I didn't give them any chance to win this division with Matt Ryan, so I can't say I'd give them a chance to win this division with Marcus Mariota. On the Saints, though, Donnie, they were pushing towards being a playoff team with Jameis Winston. The problem is twofold. One, Jameis is coming off of an injury, but two, and me, way more important, Sean Payton's not there. Again, I look forward very much to when we get odds to make or miss the postseason there. I think I can already tell you right now, and we're sitting here in March, and we'll be doing these previews in you know July and August. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do with the New Orleans Saints because they're going to have good pieces left over, but the most important guy that feels like has been the most important guy for so long there, and Sean Payton, isn't there anymore. And you're right about that. And also, you know what I would have, uh, you know me, Kevin, I like chaos and chaos in pictures. And I like to see mistakes actually rise to the surface. And want to bring it up here is let's just say the Saints had gone out and got Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback. It would have been like, okay, here we go. Ready, build offense, ready, build defense, continuity. Let's see if he can avoid the suspension. We'll ride Taysom Hill out for a few weeks, which is why I bring up Taysom Hill. I would have loved to have seen the New Orleans Saints give up three first-round draft picks, pay roughly, I don't know, $250 million or so in guaranteed money, and then the Saints fans go, now hold on here. You kept giving Taysom Hill like millions and millions and millions of dollars every year. What would their actual salary cap look like at that point if they had to take on a, you know, a Taysom Hill along with Deshaun Watson? Because that would have been a fun one to play up because it seems like you're right. Every time we turn around, they're telling us how good Taysom Hill is. And to prove their point, they continue to pay him more money. That would have been an interesting because what gadget plays do you need? If Deshaun Watson comes to your team, hey, look, we need a running quarterback inside. the t- Deshaun Watson can do that. Hey, on third and four, read option from it. Deshaun Watson can do that. That would have been an interesting one to see where they would have had to take what? a seventh-round pick and paid some salary here for Taysom Hill to get rid of him. I would have liked to have seen that. But from a Saints perspective overall, if Jameis Winston comes back sooner than later and is effective, Saints are still a pretty good football team here. Not on the Tampa Bay level, but I do think Winston's going to make himself some money this year and in the future still be able to get one of those massive deals, five years, $175 million, $50 million guaranteed. He was on that pathway if he continued to play as well, he was, as, well as he was last year, Kevin. My... My expectation is he won't be ready for the first, like, two weeks. And the Saints will go 2-0, and but ugly. And they'll be like, ah, we got to stick with Taysom for a couple more weeks. And then by the time they're ready to give it to Jameis, it'll be week nine, right? They'll be sat there, be three and five. And then I don't know why we did that. And then Jameis will kind of walk in. They'll see where they can get in the mix. The one big difference, of course, is... That Saints roster is competing in the NFC and not the AFC. They'll feel like they have a bit of a chance because right now, who are you penciling in for the postseason in the NFC? The Bucs, the Packers, and the Rams. And there's a whole lot of question marks that surround the conference overall. There's a lot more questions for us to answer, and we'll do that throughout our show here today. But we want to take a break on the NFL and talk a little bit about the NBA. Some big news around Ben Simmons and LeBron James hunting down a scoring title. We'll talk about that next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hot or not time here on a Tuesday morning. And we look at the NBA last night, and one of the bigger games on this slate was LeBron James returning to Cleveland once again. And LeBron James having a dominant performance, 38 points, 12 dimes, 11 rebounds, turned it back even adding those triple-double statistics, though this season has been all about the scoring for LeBron. It was a really nice win for the Lakers. It's a shame that they collapsed against the Wizards or a three-game winning streak would have uh, been able, uh, for me, I could have then changed this hot or not to, hey, Donnie, is it time to bet the Lakers to win the title, which is usually my preference uh, when I ask uh, him questions around this Los Angeles Lakers team, or at least it was last year. But now, off of this performance, LeBron is averaging 30 points per game. Currently, on his own as the leading scorer in the NBA. We'll begin it with this. Hot or not, LeBron will win the scoring title. I'm going to go hot on this one, Kevin, because I think the stars are aligning for Le- for LeBron James right now. You're probably going to be in the play, and that's the best you can do. I don't see them dropping out of the playoff picture altogether. And if we take a look at the other guys that you're competing with, you know, it's LeBron James, who right now technically would win it, right? 30 points even here as I'm looking at ESPN. 29.8 for Joel Embiid, 29.8 for Giannis, and then 27.9 for Trey Young. Now, Trey Young would have to go absolutely ballistic to get over that 30-point market with what, maybe 10, 11, 12 games, whatever we have left on the schedule here in the NBA. But LeBron James is in that mode where he knows he's a historian of the game. You know, just crossing over to be number two all time. Wouldn't the great feat to be at this age to actually win a scoring title? And you don't think he knows that? Of course he does. So if he's going to go out each and every night where technically for me, as I keep saying, I will continue to say this over the past couple weeks and will be for at least the next few doesn't matter what the, the Lakers do each and every night. They could lose just about every single game, and it seems like they're still going to be in the play no matter what. So if you're LeBron James, hey, in the flow of a game like last night, if I can score 30-plus points and we can win, fantastic. But if I can score 30-plus points and we still get beat, fantastic at this point because I don't think it matters. And I think that him going out and his usage rate on that team, because you saw last night the Philadelphia 76ers didn't play with Joel Embiid or James Harden, still won that basketball game. So heading down the stretch, what's more important to the Sixers here? Getting Joel Embiid to the points lead or how about him just winning an MVP? Hey, Joel, 
All you need right now is about 26, 27, 28 a game, 10 rebounds. You're going to be the MVP. There's no need to run it up there and get him extra looks here at the rim late in the season because he wants to win a scoring title. If you ask him right now, what would you rather have, the scoring title or the MVP? It's by far the MVP. LeBron James is just a little bit too far away from the MVP. So what's the next best thing? Hey, at my age, let me take down a scoring title and everybody can remember this one and this season, even though it hasn't been a memorable season at all for the Los Angeles Lakers. The thing is, it will end up a memorable season, at least from the LeBron pantheon, the ability to put a, I mean, averaging 30 a game in year 19. See, here's it. Giannis and Embiid could be averaging 60 a night when LeBron's doing makes no sense. The best point per game average for a year 19 player was under 15 points per game. He is doubling the best performance that anybody's ever had in year 19. But again, it's that he's he's better than anybody in the NBA right now. In scoring, it is hot that he is going to win this scoring title. It's why yesterday when we broke down Lakers Cavs, we didn't bother too much about side or total because the edge was on LeBron to go out there and have a big performance. Because if he's playing Cleveland and hunting down a scoring title, then he's going to continue to attack the basket. Donnie scored 38. He didn't make a single three-point shot. In today's NBA, you do not really approach 40 without a couple of made threes. LeBron can do that. And LeBron did that. And you see the way that the game is playing out for him right now is it is necessary. That's the important part of this here. Again, I don't care, by the way, if, if, if this was unnecessary and he was going to, you know, chase the statistics. But they actually need him to do this. And you've been the one to point this out nonstop. What else are they going to do? Give Austin Reeves 15 shots tonight? Let Dwight Howard grab some post touches? This is what the Lakers need to be. They need to continue to feed LeBron James and to be their primary scorer because the other problem is on the defensive side of the basketball, it is a nightmare for them. I mean, they still gave up 120 to Cleveland, so they're going to play these high-scoring games, and it's going to lend itself to LeBron James being right, I mean, right to the very last in the scoring title, and he's going to win that scoring title. He honestly is going to belong on MVP ballots. He's not the MVP, but he belongs on MVP ballots. And at the end of the day, this is still why the conversation around this Lakers team, for me, will not be their season is over, because long as LeBron is LeBron, I have to have some level of belief around the team. No, and I hear you on that. And it makes sense here because LeBron James, one of the better players still in the NBA. You're hoping to get Anthony Davis back healthy. You have a one-two punch and you have a delay in the playoffs where you have a veteran team where you're going to get two to three games, excuse me, two to three nights off as opposed to the NBA regular season sometimes playing back-to-backs. But getting back to the, the scoring points here, again, LeBron James, 10-15, he can do this, right? He could still play and still, and the best part about it is you can have load management nights. It doesn't have to be like, hey, I have to play every single game and fill it up for 35 a night. You can still do that and take down the scoring title to qualify. So him being in the lead right now and playing 37, and also keep in mind this too, when you talk about usage right here, LeBron James is averaging playing 37.1 minutes a game. Take a look at Joel Embiid, 33.4, and Giannis, 32.9. So it's not as if he's going to ease up and say, I'm only going to play 25, 27 minutes here as we head towards the playoffs. He knows what's at stake here. I would be you know, more than happy to see him play 35 plus minutes a night take some of those nights off altogether and say, I'm going to take down the scoring title. And maybe that's something that can propel the Lakers into the playoffs where LeBron James is playing his best basketball of the season at the end of the season. 
Yeah, it, it is funny because for a while I was wondering if he would have enough games to qualify, which is 58 games played. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at 54 right now, so certainly he has enough time. They, he can mix in some rest if he if need be. Uh, but again, if the scoring title is going to take some priority, which again, to a degree it will, uh, then that will have to be time appropriately. A great win for the Lakers last night. A vintage LeBron James performance there. It was fantastic to watch. And look, uh, still for me, you know, two of the three best players in the NBA, LeBron and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant went out there and gave you 37-9-8 and in a win versus the Utah Jazz. Uh, Utah was coming off the second leg of a back-to-back, but uh, look, the, the Nets uh, remain shorthanded. And that's going to stay the case, it seems. Ben Simmons diagnosed with a herniated disc. That is not good. So, Donnie, I ask you this right now, hot or not, Ben Simmons will not play for the Nets this season. I can't imagine he doesn't play. So if I look at that where Ben Simmons won't play for the the, the, uh, Nets this year, I'm going to go a nod on that because I do think he is going to play. But having said that, let's take a look here at Ben Simmons and what's actually been going on. Obviously being banished from the Sixers where he didn't want to be around the Philadelphia 76ers, and apparently the Sixers didn't want him around either. So they work out a trade deal to go to Brooklyn, and it just figured to me like – He was just going to get up off of his couch where he's probably working out a few days a week, ramp up over a week and a half to two weeks here, make sure he sits out that March 10th game against the Philadelphia 76ers, and shortly after that, he would be playing basketball. And the reason I bring that up is because he's a really good basketball player when he's on the court. Does he fit the needs of what the Sixers needed him to do? Absolutely not. But on the Brooklyn Nets, he sort of fits like a glove. Hey, guys, I don't need the basketball. I'll run the fast break. I'll get some put-back dunks. I'll play good defense, and I'll be an assist guy. You guys take all the shots, being Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But now, if we're heading towards the backstretch of the season, because in order for Ben Simmons to play and play well, you got to get some games under, right? You, you can't just sit out a full year and return in the NBA playoffs. So I would have figured he would have at least 15 or so games. Let me work my way in. 15 minutes tonight, 20 minutes the next night, ramp up to playing about 30 minutes and off we go into the playoffs where the Nets would be a favorite to take down the NBA championship. But here's the interesting you know, caveat that's coming into this. The last time we saw Ben Simmons was in the playoffs, absolutely meltdown. And we know the playoffs are a much different game than the regular season where it's more up and down the court, full court, you know, get out and run and get your plays. When you get to the NBA playoffs, it turns into a half court game, much more physical at this point. The reason I bring up the physicality is if you have a herniated disc in your back and getting extra physical in games, that doesn't always work out so well. But the same thing I also brought up with the Los Angeles Lakers being a veteran team here in the playoffs, as we know, the first round takes forever. And if you're banged up, injured, an older team, that's certainly going to help you out. But the reason I bring up the playoffs is if Ben Simmons doesn't get any time in the regular season, is he really psychologically ready to play in the playoffs on the biggest stage where at any moment where he doesn't want to shoot a three-point shot, doesn't want to shoot an elbow jumper, drives to the rim and instead of drawing contact, kicks it out for like an 18-foot jump shot. Is that going to really happen right in front of our eyes? Is he going to have flashbacks in Philadelphia where he could have dunked on Trey Young and said, no, I'm going to pass it off to a rookie who's going to go to the free throw line because I don't want to go through the free throw line? It's very interesting because it's not so much the physicality that I'm worried about, which, again, if you have a bad back, isn't great, but it's the mental status of Ben Simmons while he heads into the playoffs knowing this is the biggest spot to go ahead and perform, and I'm just getting on the court with these guys. I need a good showing, and if I don't get one, Maybe the fans turn against me here in Brooklyn. That could be an issue. I understand bringing up the, the 
mental aspect of Ben Simmons, considering we've heard, right, that, uh, you know, he has been or he has dealt with mental health issues throughout this process that played out uh, during his time in Philadelphia. But to me, if he were healthy, he'd have nothing to worry about because his pass first nature is a big plus, plus, plus playing alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And for Ben Simmons, you want to be out there on the court. You truly do. But he's not healthy. And it's become abundantly clear. See, for a while, we thought he was just sat in Philadelphia doing nothing. Wasn't the case. He was clearly working out a bit, but then he tried to ramp it up for Brooklyn. We heard he injured himself, and the Nets weren't forthcoming about how bad it was. And now, because they're probably faced with the reality that it's really bad, might as well be honest and start to get people ready for what's coming. A herniated disc might require surgery, and if that happens, he's not playing. So what are they going to do? Sit there and hope, Donnie, as you're suggesting, that the Nets can go on a run without him, win two series, and by the time we get to, because the length of NBA series can be very long, mid-May, two months from now, Ben's healthy, and you mean to tell me that the Nets will be confident enough in his health to throw him into an Eastern Conference Finals? Again, you'd rather have Ben Simmons than not, but that all sounds unlikely. At this point, Donnie, I will be shocked if Ben Simmons plays for the Brooklyn Nets this season. And let's turn it over to the Brooklyn Nets futures here for us, right? And you take a look at the mayor of New York City. It's basically sounds like, I'm not changing anything here for any one guy. So now we're led to believe that it was going to be, hey, at least James Harden and, uh, and Kevin Durant will be there in the home games. Kyrie will join him on the road. Are we really going to be looking at just Kevin Durant once again, who's obviously good enough to win NBA games by himself? But is this the way the season that they wanted to play out for the Brooklyn Nets would be? We make a trade for Ben Simmons, and he doesn't even appear on the court. So now it's just KD at home and Kyrie and KD on the road. This is a disaster here heading down the stretch for the Brooklyn Nets from a team that never really got off the ground from the big three even last year. This was a team that was supposed to win multiple championships and might not even get themselves out of the first round at this point in back-to-back seasons mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch and see how this sets up here but you're right if ben simmons doesn't come back and the vaccine mandate doesn't change in new york city this is a disastrous 2022 season for the brooklyn nets they are still plus 280 as you mentioned to win the eastern conference the favorites second choice to win the nba championship we shall see we'll close that hour one next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Back right here, closing out our opening hour. Might as well bring up the Philadelphia 76ers win versus the Miami Heat, 113-106. Second leg of a back-to-back. This should be impressive. Instead, no Harden, no Embiid. I'm not sure it really matters. You tell me, Donnie. Do you take anything away from this Sixer victory? You know, it's funny with that Sixers. We talked about it yesterday, and I say, you know, it might be smart for the psyche of the Philadelphia 76ers to say, you know what, we're going to sit you on the beat. We'll still play James Harden if we don't win. Then that the, the Heat won't actually come back and be like, ah, see that? We keep on pounding. He said, no, 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 we're never full strength. So the Sixers did one better and said, you know what? We're going to take James Harden out of this game and Joel Embiid out of this game and use load management as the reason. So if you come in here and thump us, we can always say, what did you want us to do? We didn't have our two superstars. But the single fact that the 76ers rose up at home behind Tyrese Maxey, Furkan Korkmaz, and Shake Milton, that was as impressive as it gets because if you were listening to the Philadelphia airwaves here over the past couple of days, all anybody was doing was trashing the bench, saying how terrible it is and there's no way they're going to be able to win games in the playoffs. And the bench comes up with maybe the most impressive win of the entire NBA season for the Philadelphia 76ers. Good for the Sixers, but uh, Kevin, I don't know what it proves for them, but boy, they actually needed that win. But it's interesting they got it without their two top superstars. Yeah, see, that's the problem. I'm not look. You'd rather have the win than not, but you don't want your most impressive win to come without your two best players. That's not how this works. Try like the Sixers season will not hang on a Maxi Milton Corkmaz big three mm. again. Yeah. Every time they've had an opportunity to go up against the better teams in the East other than the Cavs, they've done nothing. They've done absolutely nothing. And at some point, you would think the Sixers will make a statement. They've got the Milwaukee Bucks on the schedule coming up within the week. I look forward to that game. I look forward to it a lot. It will actually be played a week from today. It'll be a good one. Maybe the MVP will be on the line. We'll see. Hour number two is next. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.